Welcome in. It's a Friday edition here of Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joints, Chris Yao and Maurice Patton. How you doing? I'm good. Man. I'm good. What a Friday it is. What a Thursday it was. What a Thursday. That's what makes it, makes it such a great Friday. Exactly. Exactly. Late night last night on a couple of fronts. Yeah, I was up until a little after midnight and was semi keeping up with our bravos while also taking as much care of Chandler as I could. So <laughs> there is that. Um, but yeah, it, it was a, it was a fantastic Thursday. A lot of good things happened. We're going to talk about that. Uh, and we'll react to all of the college football, maybe even some high school football that took place last night. We're going to talk with Jeff Hem of the Nashville Sounds who joins us at 2:20. Perhaps he'll have an update on the bringer of rain. <laughs> so there's that. We'll also get, uh, we'll start something new today. We're going to have a Titan Insider report daily on the show with Titan Insider's Terry McCormick. He'll join us at the top of the hour. It will be the top of the hour Titan Titans report. report. And, and we'll do that thanks to our friends at Zen Sports. If you're looking for a place to place your bets, Zen Sports is the way to go. So. We'll let him tell you a little bit about them a little bit later. We've also got Pick'em. If you want to join our Pick'em, there's still time. You can go to the, the, the link is on our Twitter page. So make sure to go there and sign up. Maybe there'll be some prizes by the end of the year. Who knows? But should be fun. We'll pick against the spread. We've got 10 games. We'll pick them all later in the show. All of that coming your way and much, much more. But... As we always do on Friday, we've got a lengthy one, mm. so we need to get into yesterday's results and today's schedule. We'll do that on The Rundown. This is The Rundown. The Friday Rundown is brought to you by Chip Walters of Exit Realty Bob Lamb & Associates. The voice of the Blue Raiders also wants to be your trusted advisor in real estate. Contact Chip at 615-542-1915 or through his website at choosechip.net. Chip Walters, proud to support youth sports across Middle Tennessee. High school football action last night. Antioch edges Cane Ridge 18-15, to making the Ravens 0-3 on the year, and that's a surprise to most of us. Ezell Harding takes down Glencliff, and I'm not sure if that's their first win since going back to 11-man, but it's one of few because I don't think they won many last year. 22-6, to the final score there over the Colts. James Lawson. With a 49-34 win over Stratford, and you could hear that on Main Street Media Radio, of course. East Nashville shuts out John Overton 40 to nothing, and Spring Hill with a big win, snapping a long win losing streak of their own with a 41-14 win over Maplewood. That's correct. Take, that's, 13 games. That's well, 31 to me. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> My fault. You know, and I do as too. much umpiring as I do, I should know better. But, I, yes, 13 straight. 
I do it all the time. It's yeah. very frustrating to myself. Yeah. Nolensville downs McGavick 40 to 8. Volleyball action. Riverdale shuts out Blackman. Harpeth, a 3 2 winner over Creekwood. It was Kellyoka, 3 Fayetteville, 1. Eagleville with a shutout of Moore County. And Ezo Harding takes a 3 to 1 win over Davidson Academy. Gallatin was a 3 2 winner over Green Hill. Lawrence County downs Lincoln County 3 1. Valor Collegiate was a 3 0 winner over Maplewood, as was Middle Tennessee Christian over Columbia Academy. And Murfreesboro Central Magnet over Marshall County, as well as Oakland over Rockville. Cookville downs Stewart's Creek 3-1, and Spring Hill was a 3-2 winner over Tullahoma. On the pitch, Page with a 1-0 victory over Beach. It was Summit 5, Battleground Academy 1, Dixon County with a 3-1 win over Clarkston Northwest, Spring Hill blanked Coffee County 2-0, Christ Presbyterian Academy 2, Brentwood Academy nothing. Sycamore with a 6-0 win over Creekwood, Davidson Academy shut out Clarksville Academy 3-0, it was East Robertson 6, Ezell Harding nothing. Pope Prep and Ensworth played to a 2-2 draw, Father Ryan and Franklin played to a scoreless draw, it was Donaldson Christian 5, good pass to nothing, Grace Christian Franklin Hunter's Lane with a 6-2 win over Kenwood. Blackman defeated Lebanon 2-1. Liberty Creek 2, White House Heritage nothing. Harpeth Hall 3, Lipscomb Academy nothing. Martin Luther King 5, Middle Tennessee Golden Eagles nothing. Merrill High with a 3-2 win over Livingston Academy. It was Middle Tennessee Christian defeating Cannon County 3-1. Fairview with a 6-0 win over Montgomery Central. Woodwood edged Mount Juliet 1-0. Franklin County defeated Murfreesboro Central 2-0. Nashville Christian with an 8-0 win over Friendship Christian. Providence Christian defeated Columbia Academy 4-0. Siegel with a 6-0 shutout over Riverdale. It was Oakland doubling up Rockvale 4-2. Springfield with a 2-0 win over McGavitt. James Lawson 6, Stem Academy 2. Stewart's Creek with a 4 nothing win over Warren County. Tullahoma 9, Lead Academy nothing. Watertown defeated Stone Memorial 5-1. Wilson Central did a thriller 1-0 over Smyrna. And Zion Christian 6, Loretta 1. Major League Baseball action last night. The Braves down the Dodgers 8-7, hanging on for the win. Marlins 6-1 winners over the Natinals in minor league play. The Sounds and the Durham Bulls. They did split a double. Sorry, I had 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 Durham, not Durham. So nine to four in game one. Durham wins. Sounds win in game two, four to two. College football play. UAB wins. Trent Dilfer's opener, thirty-five to six over North Carolina A and T. Utah downs Florida, twenty-four to eleven and eleven, becoming a typical football score these days. Run of the mill. <laughs> Missouri, a thirty-five ten winner over South Dakota. Minnesota. With a last-second field goal to edge Nebraska 13-10, to North Carolina State 24-14. We'll talk a little bit about some of those later in the show. WNBA play, Connecticut downs Phoenix 84-74. Las Vegas stops their win or losing streak at two against the Washington Mystics 84-75. And the Storm with a 72-61 over the Sparks stopping L.A.'s winning streak. High school football tonight, 7 o'clock kickoffs and let's otherwise noted. Ravenwood travels to Blackman. Christian Brothers comes up from Memphis to play at Brentwood Academy. Lipscomb Academy goes to Memphis to play Briarcrest Christian. Cannon County is at Cheatham County. Sycamore is at Clarksville Academy. Clarksville Northeast hosting Dixon County. Creekwood hosting Pearl Cone. Memphis Tresvin comes to Ensworth. 
Web School, a bell buckle, goes to Franklin Road Academy, Mount Juliet is at Gallatin, Fayetteville's at Giles County, Jackson, Jackson Christian is at Good Pasture, Greenbrier hosting Whites Creek, Oakland traveling to Haywood, Indiana, I guess. Um, Brentwood goes to Hendersonville, Spring Hill is at Henry County, Hickman County hosts in Summertown, Hillsborough hosts in Stewart's Creek, Republic going down to Chattanooga taking on Howard, Columbia Central is hosting Hunter's Lane, that game has been changed, Centennial is at Independence, Kenwood hosting Clarksville, Clarksville Northwest is at 2-0 Kirkwood, Wilson Central goes to Laverne, Lebanon hosting Warren County, Lawrence County is at Lincoln County. And down in Lawrence County, Loretta is hosting Harpeth tonight. Station Camp goes to Marshall County. Memphis University School is at Montgomery Bell Academy. Grace Franklin will be at Middle Tennessee Christian, while Monterey hosts East Robertson. Eagleville is at Moore County. Should be a good one there as well. Providence Christian goes to Mount Juliet Christian. Mount Pleasant plays host to Waverly. Battleground Academy is at Nashville Christian, while Page hosts Franklin. Christ Presbyterian goes to Pope Brett Davidson Academy is at Portland. Richland at home against Wayne County. Beach goes to Riverdale. Tullahoma is at Rockville. West Creek goes to Rossville and Sequatchie County welcomes in Watertown. Siegel has visiting Smyrna coming in while Liberty Creek goes to Smith County. Fairview is at Stewart County. And Green Hill is at Summit. The Tennessee Heat will take on Donaldson Christian. I thought the Tennessee Heat played eight-man football. That's interesting. They do play some okay. 11 as well. There you go. Yeah. Apparently at home, too, against Donaldson Christian. Wow. White House Heritage goes to Westmoreland. White House is at home against Montgomery Central. Joe Burns goes to Whitwell. That's a trip. Uh, and probably a 6 p.m. Central time start, if I had to guess. I Actually, I think Marion County is on Central time. I don't remember. Uh, last time I went, I'm not sure. But you may be right. I yeah. don't know. Uh, <laughs> either way, 7 p.m. local time to Whitwell, whatever it may mm -hmm. be. Columbia Academy is at Friendship Christian in that game. Is it 7.30? In eight-man football, Zion Christian does welcome in Tri-Cities Christian at 7. Whitwell is, in fact, on Central Time. Awesome. That's good news. That means I didn't have it wrong. Yep. <laughs> Volleyball action today. Santa Fe travels to Columbia Central for a 4.30 first serve. At 6 o'clock, Providence Christian is at Oakland. At 6.30, Smyrna is at Siegel. In girls soccer this evening, Greenbrier goes to Springfield, 5 o'clock first touch there. East Hickman hosts in Lawrence County at 6.30. That's going to be interesting. But the Lawrence County's kicker also plays girls soccer. See where she has to. We'll see where she's at. Um, at 8.30 tonight, Chattanooga girls prep is at Gallatin. On Saturday, 7 o'clock, Kirkwood goes to Christian County, Kentucky. And in the Bearden tournament on Saturday, Marable plays Gallatin at 12 noon. Highlands of Kentucky plays Clarksville at 2. Collierville plays Father Ryan at 2. Girls Prep out of Chattanooga plays Liberty Creek at 2, which means that Girls Prep Gallatin game is probably yeah, it's not over that tournament. way. Yeah. Um, Kirkwood, Kirkwood and Hopkinsville, Kentucky play at 3. I don't know if this is part of this or not. It is. Okay. I, I just forgot to move the other one up. Okay. And Murray of Kentucky plays Clarksville at five. In Major League Baseball action, the Braves and Dodgers continue their series out on the West Coast this weekend, as do the Marlins and the Nats. 
Uh, the Cubs are at Cincinnati. The Yankees are at Houston. Philadelphia is at Milwaukee. The Pirates are at St. Louis. And the Sounds continue their six-game series at Durham. College football this weekend. I don't know how this got completely checked uh, up. I don't know what happened. Tennessee and Virginia in Nashville, 11 a.m. on ABC. So if you have Spectrum, you can still watch it because it's on ABC. Not yet. Over the air. <laughs> so East Tennessee State is at Jacksonville State. That's a 1 p.m. kick on ESPN+. Plus At 2.30, Tennessee State will be at Notre Dame on NBC. Alabama A&M is at First Bank Stadium taking on Vanderbilt at 6 p.m. on ESPN+. Plus. Also on ESPN Plus at 6, it's Austin P at Southern Illinois. On the SEC Network at 6.30, you can catch Middle Tennessee State at Alabama. On Sunday at 6.30 on ABC, it's LSU and Florida State in Orlando. And Clemson Duke on Monday at 7 p.m. on ESPN. WNBA action on ION tonight at 6 o'clock is the Dallas Wings at the Indiana Fever. Connecticut Sun is at the New York Liberty at 7 o'clock on ION. Also at 7 on ION is the Atlanta Dream and the Minnesota Lynx. Tomorrow on NBA TV at 8 p.m., the Las Vegas Aces welcome in the Seattle Storm. And on Sunday, the New York Liberty is at Chicago at 2 o'clock on ESPN2. And over the weekend at Geodas Park, Nashville SC welcomes in Charlotte on Saturday at 7.30. And that is your rundown. All right, Top Stories brought to you by our friends at Piggly Wiggly, as it is each and every day. Thanks to our fine folks over there for feeding us good meat and vegetables uh, whenever we get a chance to get over there, but also for the fresh hand-cut meats and produce. They are your local Cost Plus 10 grocery store here in Murray County. Make sure to go see the fine folks there. Obviously, Top Story today came out really early this morning as Atlantic Coast Conference, as we know of it now, has voted to adopt three additional schools that would be hold up hold up hold up okay just to be clear none of those schools are on the atlantic coast that that's why as we said it that that that's what we know of it as now Mm -hmm. they have adopted the addition of stanford cal and the very coastal Southern Methodist. <laughs> Someone suggested the All Coast Conference, but that still doesn't take care of SMU. My, they're my, the No Coasts. My suggestion was the allegedly a coastal conference. <laughs> allegedly coastal conference. A coastal conference. The A is you know you don't mm-hmm. put that you don't put the 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 little letters or little names in, mm-hmm. in the acronyms. So that works. There you go. <laughs> and so, you know, look, Stanford, Cal, SMU, SMU, by the way, an, an unpaid internship to play power five football, basically. For nine years, they will not accept any money. SMU won't or none of the three will? SMU. SMU specifically? Specifically. Will receive no money. They were like, we don't need your money. We just want to play big boy football again. That's well, I, I guess I guess maybe they just feel like I don't know what they feel like. Well, 
I mean, they probably got the money. They I mean, probably have the money. To, to, to play big boy football again is worth it for them. Hmm. They feel they can up the can they can, they can they make enough with, you know, attendance? I, I to, guess so. And because if you're not getting TV, if you're not getting money from the conference, you're not getting TV money, right? That's correct. So where what are your revenue streams? You feel like you can sell it to your people that you're playing big boy football now, and buddy, they got money like like Matchbox Twenty. Well, I mean, it it is Dallas. They 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 got. Here's the thing, though. SMU's money is what got them in trouble thirty years ago. Well, now they can do it legally. I'm telling you, SMU is, is, has, has taken an, an unpaid internship to join the league. While, meanwhile, <laughs> That's funny. Stanford and Cal will take revenue shares of 30%. And uh, let's see here. Both will contribute portions of its revenue back to the conference with the amount dwindling over time until the 10th year. SMU will forgo media rights revenue for the first nine years. And the Mustangs will still receive college football playoff, NCAA tournament, and bowl game monies distributed to the league. So they'll at least get those monies. Just not TV money. Just not TV money. I, I mean, I feel like ACC is expected to receive, and I'm reading from CBSSports.com, is expected to receive $72 million in annual in additional media rights revenue as a result of expansion per multiple reports, with 50 to 60 million of that being made available to the ACC to distribute as part of either a revised financial model or incentive program. All three schools, along with the rest of the league, may be eligible to earn additional revenue based on incentives tied to success in major sports, and that's the playoff, NCAA, et cetera, et cetera. What are the chances of SMU getting any of that? Or is that that's league wide? That's league wide. You split okay, all so of you that. Spl- okay, all right. Yeah, all you, right. you take all of the money. You know, FAU going to the Final Four, they got Conference USA got so much money that they'll split among every school. Here's a question: Where does that money go? To Conference USA, to the conference. Okay, so even so FAU don't get to take it to the AAC. Yeah, Conference USA members got a, a small little windfall by sticking together. Now, does Florida Atlantic get any of it going forward, or no. does it just go to the conference? No, they get none of it. Wow. Mm. But they get Houston, UCF, and Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati going to the college football playoff money. They get Houston going to the uh, Elite Eight. Money they get so they get they, they, they're, conference they're okay then yeah FAU they're they're is. they're fine and, and plus they got a much better media rights deal I mean they're getting yeah eight nine million a year from that that's wild now Clemson Florida State and North Carolina as well as North Carolina State were opposed to expansion but North Carolina State last night jumped ship they saw they saw what UConn almost did to them and said hey maybe we just need to stick around and. They flipped in, in favor, and so Stanford, Cal, SMU are now members of the Atlantic Coast Conference.
<laughs> Beginning when? Next year. Next year. Next year. So now Washington State and Oregon State are out to dry. Man. All dressed up and nowhere to go. I would like to point out that Oregon State baseball can make a conference some money. Would think. Because they are perennial mm -hmm. College World Series contenders. So where do they go? I don't know where they go because, again, as we discussed earlier this week, they are bound and determined, so they say, to remain Power Five. Well, that's not going to happen. It seems that ship has sailed. It's sailed. The AAC has said we don't. It was it was it was all or nothing for us. It was all four. It, it was all four or done. And it's got to be the Mountain West, doesn't it? The Mountain West seems to be the only option. That's 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 tough. You know, and, and I'm going to throw this out there because a buddy of mine mentioned it. Somebody said, "Get Judy on the phone." Would Conference USA take them? You got New Mexico State and UTEP. Why not? It's kind of my thought. I don't think they would come. Not if the Mountain West says okay, but if the Mountain West is not an option, <laughs> then what? Any port in a storm, right? Yeah. What you gonna do? I mean, that, that, those. That's kind of where we're at. <laughs> if you can't be with the one you love, be one. Be with the one or love the love one, the one you you're with. with. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like this is kind of where. This is kind of where we're at in, in, a, in a weird world. And Oregon State, to me, is the bigger brand of the two because of their recent NCAA basketball success, their recent baseball, their, or their longstanding baseball success. I, I mean, I feel like they're kind of getting left out to dry here, and somebody needs to take them. I just don't know who it's going to be. They can't be independents. No, no, and and I don't think that's what they're looking for. But um, do you move down to FCS? No. I mean, I, it's, you wouldn't think that they would have the the ability to do that with a, a brand new stadium, Oregon State. Yeah, yeah, and they 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 put too much money into things to to step back that far. So I, I don't know. I don't know where we're at. I don't know. It's crazy that this is a conversation. But, I mean, you knew. I guess you had to kind of know to some degree that with all of this shifting and moving and that kind of thing, at some point, this was going to happen to somebody. Yep. That a conference was just going to move away from somebody. Now, is George Kliakoff going to be at the next meeting? Uh, Bill Hancock said they had to wait for the dust to settle. Feels like the dust has settled at this point. Uh, yeah. 
Or if you ask Oregon State and Washington State, they would tell you that the dust has settled and it's been rained on. I mean, yeah, it, it's, it's, it, it's rough. So anyway, I just feel like that that's an unfortunate situation for, for Oregon State and Washington State. But the ACC certainly, listen, that, that Cal-Wake Forest football game is going to be tough to watch. But now we get an annual Stanford-Florida State softball game. And I'm here for that. That's all I'm going to say. I mean, Stanford Duke, Stanford Clemson, Stanford Florida State softball. It, that's going to be fun. The rest of it, don't know, don't care. But at least there's a one positive. I mean, Cal, Virginia. Cal, Virginia, baby. Be a heck of a scholar's bowl. But let's take a break. Mm-hmm. Jeff Hem, we are scheduled to have him join us here in just a moment. So stick around. Main Street Sports Today is presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. We'll be back to the Lee Company studio right after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Custom Stone Handler supplies over 600 distributors and suppliers with quality stone products. Along with River Stone, we produce and distribute over 100 building, landscape, and other bulk products. Our goal is to provide quality products, service, and partnerships to ensure our customers' success. We firmly believe that the measure of any person or company is how they treat other people and customers. Give them a call at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. You can't see the sights without the sounds. From the crack of the bat to the roar of the crowd and everything in between, discover what Hit City has to offer. Spend your nights cheering on the Nashville sounds at First Horizon Park with giveaways, fireworks shows, theme weekends, and more. Single game tickets are on sale now. Visit NashvilleSounds.com to claim your seat today. Piggly Wiggly, located in Neely's Mill Shopping Center, is Columbia's locally owned and operated Cost Plus 10 grocery store dedicated to serving the community with low prices and smiling faces. Piggly Wiggly offers fresh, hand-cut meats daily as well as daily hot plate lunches from their deli counter. You're certain to see smiling faces and a helping hand when you're here at Piggly Wiggly. Come by and check out our fresh produce, high-quality meats, and more. Down home, down the street, we'll see you at the pig. 
Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service, and our ortho quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Chris Yao and Mo Patton here with you on this Friday edition. It's not Football Friday just yet. we got a couple of baseball segments to get to because unlike my friends last night after I said something about the Braves in the group chat, I still believe it's baseball season. And no one cares about baseball. It's football season. I'm like, is it really? Because have, are you watching football? Because if you're watching Florida-Utah, Asterisk. If 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 you're watching the the Iowa Interest Squad game, because that's what it looked like. Man. <laughs> so uh, Iowa fans. Ooh. <laughs> I'm not wrong. I ain't, I'm just. I to tell you. That was but a tough one. For me, it's still baseball season, and of course, for our next guest, it still is as well as Jeff him the voice of the Nashville Sounds, joins us here on Main Street Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Jeff, what's up? Hey, guys. Uh, how are you? We're good, Jeff. How is, how is Durham? Durham's great. We've got beautiful weather now. We had some hurricane remnants the first couple days to deal with. Had a, a, a delayed start of about three hours on Tuesday and a rain out on Wednesday. So, so far, the series has been three games, and they've all been seven inning games. Two from the doubleheader yesterday and the one on Tuesday because it started after 9 o'clock local time by rule was a seven-inning game. So we've got a beautiful Friday here in the Triangle. Uh, it's going to be a regular nine-inning game on a beautiful night tonight. Um, and I'll I'm, knock on I'm, wood. I'm knocking on wood for you. I'll love there you. Go. There you go. <laughs> the, for, the forecast looks great, and that's all I can ask for. Uh, but to your point, Chris, here, here's one way I would tell you that I am locked into baseball season. Um, I am an Iowa alum, and I have uh, I'm, not I'm not lying. I have no idea what you're referring to from yesterday because it's baseball season. Well, it, it, it's probably better yeah. that way. <laughs> Nebraska, okay. Nebraska, and Minnesota played a game that looked like Iowa's Iowa from last year was playing each other. Oh, a lot I of see fun. the reference now. Okay, <laughs> a lot of points, like, a lot of field goals. Yeah, gotcha. Was, yeah, that's uh, that was like watching paint dry last year. It's funny you said that. You said that about Iowa, and I was like, all right, I'm not locked into football yet, but I'm like, I'm pretty sure the Hawkeyes play on Saturday. I was like, what's he doing <laughs> now? I now I get it. Now I get it. Very, very reflective. Jeff, here's my question. This is the second straight road series for you guys. I went to the College World Series in 95. I was out there for like 10 days. How does one pack for 13 straight days on the road? <laughs> um, I will tell you I did not have that problem because I actually came back to Nashville for the off day in between the Gwinnett and Durham series. Because to your point, and maybe this is from the too much information department, I'm not sure I own enough undergarments for a 12-game, two-week road Thank trip. <laughs> With you, 100%. I, I would have had to make a trip to Walmart, and I have done that, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Now, that's, that's not why I came back. Uh, <laughs> the off day. 
but it was a side benefit that I had my own laundry machine to use at home and then repack and get back out and, and uh, meet the team in Durham. But the team did come right here and they have been on the road for two weeks. And, you know, it, that, that's a tough trip anytime. Uh, but late in the year, it can be a little bit tougher, especially at AAA when, you know, guys are trying to prepare for potential movement and call ups and, um, where am I going and are they home or road and, and if I'm coming back and where's the team going to be and just a lot of logistical things that have to get prepared for behind the scenes for the Brewers in case of, of any movement. Um, and then, you know, Gwinnett, the Stripers are, are overall not a great team this year by win-loss record, but they still have, as the Braves always do, some good arms. Uh, Durham is a really good team as usual. So from an on-field standpoint, this sounds new, that this was going to be a, a battle of a road trip and, and they're playing about 500 ball right now. And, and with 21 games left going into tonight, um, they're two and a half games out of a, out of a playoff spot. Now they're trailing a lot of teams, so it's not going to be an easy road, but they're, they're in the mix and they're kind of treading water uh, on this two week trip as, as we get to an eventful stretch here on September 1st. If you talk about movement and um as Chris texted me while I was at a football game last night, there's been In all some with the Nashville Sounds roster. Um, I think there were three guys that have been added to the roster that have major league time this year, but I guess the one that catches everyone's attention, certainly ours, is Josh Donaldson. Um, has he been activated? What is his status at this point? He's, he's not activated yet. Um, he, the Brewers did announce yesterday that they've signed him to a minor league deal um, pending a physical. And I, 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 truth be told, I don't know if that physical has happened now today or if, that, if that's happening in Milwaukee. I have not heard yet um, where Josh is, but the, um, the, the agreement was reached, my understanding is yesterday, pending the physical. Um, now, that's notable because Josh was on the Yankees injured list with a calf strain. He's not played in a game since July the 15th. Um, so the, the Brewers, as they said yesterday, their GM, Matt Arnold, said, hey, we, we, the Brewers, need to see Josh play a little bit with the sounds to determine um, how viable of an option he is. But they also, I don't think, would have gone out and signed him if they felt like it's, it's, you know, something where he needs, you know, a month because they don't have that kind of time. The key is, though, for any of these new acquisitions, yesterday and last night at midnight um, was a key deadline. You had to have a guy in your organization by midnight Eastern last night in order for that player to be eligible to play for you in the postseason. So to your point, Josh Donaldson fits that category now because he was signed before midnight last night. Um, Greg Allen, a uh, recent Yankee, speedy outfielder with about 300 big league games in his career, was also signed yesterday by the Brewers. He is here in Durham. He was around the team yesterday, but the timing of him getting released by the Yankees, um, he, had not, he has not played in a game, I was just looking at it, August 20th. So he's here and he's on the Sounds roster He's not, as of now, in the lineup for tonight. I think they want to give him a couple days of batting practice and outfield reps and get him kind of ramped up again baseball activity-wise because he's not played in the game since August 20th. 
Um, the guy who is in the lineup for tonight is an outfielder named Chris Roller, who had been with the Guardians at AAA Columbus. Uh, we saw him in July when the two teams met. Talented young outfielder, was having a pretty strong year for Columbus, and that was a trade yesterday for cash considerations. Um, he got here last night, and he had been playing really recently, so he is in the lineup for tonight. I, and Allen is here. I think we'll, we'll see him before the weekend, and I truly don't know literally where Josh Donaldson is. He may be in the Sounds Clubhouse right now in Durham, and I just I haven't seen him yet. But the physical timing and then getting Josh to the Sounds um, to play this weekend and, and probably at least a little bit on the upcoming homestand, I mean, I would think it's fair to think that, that Donaldson will have several games with the Sounds, which would then include the up, upcoming homestand. But this all comes from a, from a depth standpoint. From, from, from options, um, you know, the, the, the Braves, I'm sure, are looking at some things the same way. The Dodgers, all these teams who, as of today, are very likely, and the Braves obviously are in a different spot uh, record-wise than the Brewers, but any team that thinks they're going to be in or will be in, and the Brewers have a great shot, um, it's sort of low-risk, low high-reward season. Um, get a guy in. Uh, you could get specific, hey, we need more lefties, or we want a speed option, or, you know, Donaldson's got quite a pedigree if he's healthy, um, and, and Andrew Monasterio up from the sounds has mostly been the Brewers' third baseman of late. He's done a good job up there, but you've got a chance to um, take a, a quote-unquote flyer on a guy like Josh Donaldson, who's had a lot of big league time, and a, he's been an MVP and an all-star. If he's healthy and can be productive, um, that's a pretty good risk to take right now, I think, from a Brewers standpoint. And so he'll play with the Sounds for at least a few games. They'll see what they've got. And um, and I think that's the way they view a signing like this. Now, what moves, Jeff, have been made to accommodate those guys to this point? I mean, has, is you don't know where Josh is physically, but is he on the roster? And if so, what was the corresponding move to get him on? Yeah, he's not been, and that's why I was saying, I, I don't know the status of the physical. Okay. Maybe that's done. Maybe that's not. I don't know. Sure. He's not officially on the Sounds roster as of this moment. Um, okay, but he and, is But he is officially in the organization, though. Yes, the Brewers. So so what happened, we were, I was on the air last night, and, you know, I'm following Twitter, uh, or X, as I guess we're supposed to say, um, and, and – and Todd Rosiak, who covers the Brewers for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, his tweet was what I saw. And it wasn't something like, hey, I'm hearing this or uh, reportedly this. It's a, his tweet was, Brewers announced they've signed Josh Donaldson to a, to a minor league contract, and he will be assigned to Class AAA Nashville. So uh, from my estimation, the signing happened last night. Um, and, of course, it's pending the physical like any other signing would be. The Brewers want to get their eyes on him. Um, and so I, so he has not officially been added to the Sounds roster yet, nor have I seen any September call-up um, official announcements yet from the Brewers. They play tonight. The Sounds play tonight. So I would imagine in this next hour or two we'll see some movement officially get announced in in various ways, but the sounds of a full roster right now. So if, if presuming the Brewers will call up a pitcher and a position player from the sounds, that'll be two guys who come off and that opens two spots um, for, for guys like roller 
and for Donaldson potentially, or somebody else, and maybe Donaldson's not added until tomorrow. I don't, I don't know how that'll shake out. But it, yes, it was apparently announced last night that Donaldson was signed, um, and that was not a report. That was something that evidently came from the Brewers to their um, immediate beat reporters. Well, I don't know. I don't know about that calf, but for a guy who was hitting below the Mendoza line, I'm not sure how much of it wasn't Aaron Boone taking a cane to his calf and said it's hurt. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. But obviously a change of environment can always be good. We, we saw, you know, we talked to yesterday about the change in environment for, uh, for the Guy who pitched for the Dodgers last night. Oh, Lance Lynn. Lance Lynn mm-hmm. has been really good for the Dodgers versus how, how well he played for the White Sox. How much of, you know, hey, I've got a chance to be on a team that's leading a division, that's playing for a playoff spot. How much does that impact his preparation and, and the way that he goes about his business? And, you know, coming back to AAA, you, you're not in the big leagues right now. You're, you know, it's, it's a little different. So I think sometimes you never know what you're going to get. And, and hopefully we'll get to see him against Memphis on the upcoming homestand against the Redbirds, because speaking of playoff races, the sounds are in one. And, you know, obviously this is a big weekend as far as the playoff race goes. Yeah. I mean, the sounds are only going to have 18 games left by the end of this weekend. And Durham as usual is one of the teams in the mix, as well as some other teams that the sounds don't play and have not played like Scranton and Worcester and the teams in the Northeast corner of this, of this league. It's, it's, um, it's, it's not going to be easy because some of those games between those two teams head to head sort of cancel each other out. And there aren't a lot of dates left where the sounds can gain ground um, in a quick amount of time against, you know, the, the many teams that they're behind, but they're only two and a half back with, with 21 to play. So, they're in it. And yeah, I think to your point, look, I mean, the, the Yankees have called up a lot of young players the last few days. They're going young. They're out of it. you got a guy like Donaldson who's been in the postseason, knows what that feels like, and comes to a team that's trying to win a division. Um, I, there's, there, there'd be a lot of motivation there. And that, that's why I think we've talked about this in, in past weeks. You know, with only two roster spots expanding in the big league format these days on September 1st, there are, I, I think the Sounds are going to have a lot of movement up and down to Milwaukee um, in September. The Brewers, I'm sure, are going to call up two guys today. I would be floored if, uh, if those two guys, whoever they are, um, are the only moves that we see go up. And when you're in a division race, um, you can, like I said before, get specific. Maybe a certain series you want an extra lefty. Another series you want some speed off the bench. Another series you want to go to a six-man rotation. So, there, I think there's going to be a lot of movement. And so if you're at AAA in the month of September and your big league, your, your parent club is in first place in a race um, and you at AAA are in a race, I mean, that's – if you're talking about reasons for motivation, um, I mean, that's, that's as good as it gets if you have to be at AAA and you're not in the big leagues but trying to get there. So I think the sounds shape up in, in all kinds of ways for a really interesting September. Now, Jeff, do I understand can only one of those two extra spots be allocated to a pitcher? Is that right? Well, you can only have – you can have a max of 14, 14 pitchers out of the 28. And right now the Brewers have 13. So at least for their situation, I guess if another team had 12, they could call up two pitchers. But this, mm-hmm. the Brewers already had 13. So they'll call up a pitcher and a position player today. So within the 28, 
14 is the max for pitching. So it, it just depends on how many pitchers big league teams currently have going into today. That's interesting. Well, again, this is a huge series for the sounds over the weekend, currently uh, trailing the series two to one. So definitely need to get a couple of wins. But when you get back home, it's Memphis and another big week of sounds baseball at first horizon park. Yeah, it'll be fun. It's, it's hard to believe the Redbirds have not been to town yet. This is the only time they come in. We, we went there twice early in the year, and they've not, they've not come in. We know there are plenty of Cardinals fans around Middle Tennessee, and I'm sure there are still some prospects on that Memphis team, even if some others have gotten called up. So uh, I'm sure we'll see some red in the stands next week for the Cardinals with Memphis coming in. Uh, and then we've got the final homestand uh, the third week of September, with Jacksonville. So two of the next three weeks will be at home to close out the year after, uh, after this weekend wraps up. 635 starts with the exception of Sunday se uh, series finale at 205. Um, La Vihuela's scarf giveaway on Wednesday, Rick Sweet's birthday on Thursday. Ooh. That should be a big night. And pickleball paddle giveaway. That's right on saturday so big week out at and first main horizon street media on sunday. yes sunday family fun day sponsored by main street media on sunday for that 205 finale so yeah um big week oh i don't understand this concept but hit city short sleeve hoodie giveaway on thursday <laughs> Baseball that's like that's weird. That's the is that the Bill Belichick homage? I, I, I guess I that that's the first place I they're, saw it. They're kind of light though. They're not like they're not sweater. It's just it just has a hood. It's like a it's I, it's like a t shirt, right? Yeah, it's a it. I I like it. I'm kind of with you, Mo. When you first hear about it, you're like, all right, well, what you know, wouldn't it? Wouldn't you want one or the other? But it is a nice, it is a nice marriage. It's a good material. It is short sleeve, like it's for, with the, some coolish nights coming up, hopefully soon. Like it, it's a, it's been a popular giveaway, and and you're right, it's a lighter material, so it sort of feels like a sweatshirt, but you can also pull it off with the short sleeves. It, it, it fits a, a, a niche that um, is there, believe it or not. I, I'll vouch for <laughs> Who it. Who knew? Then I'm, yeah. I may have. Between that and Rick Sweet's birthday, maybe I maybe I need to try to get out on I mean, Thursday night. There you go. There yeah. you go. And then you come out and get the pickleball paddle, and you can wear your short sleeve hoodie at the pickleball court when you. There we go. There we go. Yeah, that's it. That's that's exactly it right there. Jeff Ham, the voice of the Nashville Sounds, joining us here on Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Jeff, get some wins this weekend, man. Much needed. I, I've put in the order. We'll see if they listen to me. It's all, it's all, you, can, it's all you can do, man. It's all you can do. We appreciate, right. you taking, we appreciate you taking time with us, and we, we got you one more time this year. We're looking forward to that, too. But uh, good luck and, and enjoy the trip back home because I know it'll be – that'll be the best part of this trip is the trip back home. It's always good to get back to uh, our home ballpark. But, yeah, appreciate you guys as always. Thanks for having me today. Thanks, Jeff. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, more baseball Braves chatter, this day in Braves history, all of that right after this on Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. We'll come back to the Lee Company studio.
Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50 plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731 and schedule your tour today. Did you know that up to 80% of us will experience back or neck pain during our lifetime? Many of you are offered surgery or addictive pain pills to relieve your chronic pain. At the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, Chronic Pain Relief, we have been leading the way to better health, naturally, and have helped tens of thousands of people right here in Middle Tennessee for the past 30 years. I came to Dr. Gill about 10 years ago after my local doctors recommended surgery. I knew about Dr. Gill and wanted to see if he could help me. 10 years later, I am pain-free, no surgery, and no pain pills. Surgery is scary, and over 40% of all back surgeries fail, creating a cycle of surgery and pills. There is a safer solution to your chronic pain. Make the call to the Dr. Gill Center for Back Neck Chronic Pain Relief today and get your life back. This office visit is normally $299, but call today and receive your initial consultation, report of finding, for just $49. But hurry, this offer won't last long. Call 615-768-8743. That's 615-768-8743. You can't see the sights without the sounds. From the crack of the bat to the roar of the crowd and everything in between, discover what Hit City has to offer. Spend your nights cheering on the Nashville sounds at First Horizon Park with giveaways, fireworks shows, theme weekends, and more. Single game tickets are on sale now. Visit NashvilleSounds.com to claim your seat today. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service, and our Ortho Quick Walk-In Clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. September 1st, 2022, with 16 strikeouts over eight innings and a 3-0 win over visiting Colorado, Spencer Strider broke the Braves' franchise mark of 15 Ks in a nine-inning contest previously set by John Smoltz in 1992 and matched in 2005. The franchise all-time record of 18 strikeouts in a game was set by Warren Spahn, who went 15 innings to achieve the mark in 1952. That was this day in Braves' history. And by history, 
that's kind of used lightly in this situation. <laughs> it's historical. It, yeah, it's just it's last year. Last year. Yeah. Last <laughs> hey, year. hey, we're not. We don't. We don't have to turn the time machine back all the time. It don't have to go all the way back. It's it's back. Recent history is way still back. history. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh man! And recent history last night. Speaking of Atlanta, Spencer Strider and strikeouts, yeah. Spencer Strider made some history with strikeouts. Ronald Acuna made some history with his thirty. Some, some history run. that doesn't matter, right? Uh, that's what I understand. Yeah. Uh, and the Braves get a win, which you know is what matters. You know what? It, say what you will, but. I think Pat Summit may have said it best, survive in advance. And 8-7, it's a dub. And that's all that matters. Well, and, and here's something that I tweeted earlier today that I've not seen many people talk about. So even if the Dodgers win the next three, they're still behind Atlanta in the number one overall seed. They would have, they would have needed to sweep to tie going into last night. Obviously, now they can only win three. They're five back. So... And then the Braves have several lowly NL East teams coming in. <laughs> and then, of course, the Phillies, who are as hot as anybody. But They're as hot as anybody, but they're not gaining any ground. No, the Braves well, are as hot as anybody. Well, they're hotter. The Braves are hotter than the Phillies. They, yeah. I mean, the, the Phillies, I think, were like, I want to say 18 and 7, and the Braves were 19 and 5 yeah. or something. It yeah. was like, what? <laughs> so – you know, this is this is a huge series, and you want to get out of here with no less than a split, I think. And, and you, you feel pretty good after last night. But, you know, obviously you were able to hit them well. But as I texted you, we threw our A team, our Cy Young candidate, our new night shift <laughs> in Joe Jimenez, A.J. Minter, and had to rely on Pierce Johnson to get out of the eighth inning and then Rossiel Iglesias – we threw everything we had at them in our pitching disposal, and they scored seven runs. Well, I mean, they're pretty good. No, I, I, I just, I just think that that's important to note that this is not a, this is not a team that the, the Braves are going to walk over at any point. No, at no point, at no point are they going to just walk over them. And and I think that you you've got to be prepared to, you know, try to mix and match even within an inning like you did with. Jimenez and, and Pierce Johnson. I mean, you when you get to that point, you just got to get out, and you got to figure out who's best equipped to get them. Now, you would think Pierce with, Johnson was not the guy I was thinking of, but well done. Yeah, I haven't even seen Pierce Johnson. I didn't even know he was still on the team. Oh yeah, he's he's been. I don't know that he's given up an earned run since he got here from Colorado. I just, I mean, I remember seeing all, you know, the McHughes, the Tonkins, the, and I guess, you know, if you're not giving up earned runs, I'm probably not paying much attention to you. <laughs> sort of like punters and long snappers. Yeah. You only notice them when, when something screw gets up. screwed up. Yeah. 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 Sad but true. Saw some of that last night, by the way. I saw, I saw some too in the, the, the Lindenwood game. Lindenwood won 70 to two in football. Yeah. And the two was a bad snap over the head of the puncher that there went into go. the end zone. There you go. So. Yeah, um, let's see. Pierce Johnson looks like in the month of August gave up one earned run wow. in 
39 innings. That's well done. That's you'll take that one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and ten appearances. I mean, look, and that was on a home run, by the way. Yeah. So I mean, last night was it was a heck of a playoff atmosphere. Everything felt big. From Acuna's home run to go to 30-60, from Betts getting three back with his home run at, that Ronald almost brought back. Oh, my God. And that, that, that may have – had he made that catch right there, that might have sealed MVP. Perhaps. But Betts comes back, hits another one. I mean, this is – this series is – Maybe even more entertaining than last year's Mets series. And, and here's a well, yeah. Here's the thing: I don't expect anything different tonight, tomorrow, or Sunday. Nope. It's going to be exactly the same all three days. And I mean, I feel like the eyes of baseball are on this series. I mean, they're the two best teams in baseball. Uh, you with the, with the with the top three, maybe four mm -hmm. MVP candidates all on the same. Well, field. if there are four, yeah, I don't think there are. But well, I, if there are four, they're all in this series. Yeah, so. I mean, Matt Olson is the fourth. Is the fourth, and there's no question there. So, so if there are four, they're all in this series. Plus, you may have seen the National League Cy Young winner last night, and I'm not talking about Lance Wynn. <laughs> No, a great an, another solid performance from Spencer Strider. Obviously, gave up a couple home runs, but again, it the home runs he gave up were. It's not like it wasn't Mookie Betts. It was. <laughs> <laughs> Rossio Iglesias in the month of August, seven of seven on save opportunities, zero point zero zero ERA and a zero point eight five walks and hits per inning. That. Is pretty dead gum good. Mm -hmm. So, and here's the thing. I mean, again, these guys are going to get dinged at some point by the Dodgers because the Dodgers are good. That's right, though. And you can't expect to sweep this thing. Now, if you do, great. No, it's <laughs> no. I, I won't. I'll, but I certainly don't expect it. You can't expect it. I'm not going to give it back if it happens, but no. you can't expect it. And so. You're you're gonna have to ride some stuff out, I think, a little bit, Chris. You know? <laughs> Look, I, I, I've been in ride it out mode since since April. Now you weren't last night. No, but well, I was more like it, it was more of anything you can do, I can do better. It's like crap. We can't, you know, these guys aren't going away. We're no. kicking their butt, and they're not going away. Mm -hmm. And and you just have to admire it. Mm -hmm. Because they're good. And the thing about it is so are their lineup is not the Braves lineup. Nope, I mean, who is Michael Bush? It's not as deep. No question. Who, who is Michael Bush? Never no clue. But but he put one in the right field seats last night. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, that's this is just going to be one of those series you're going to have to admire it. Sit back, watch it, enjoy it, love it. Get in, sit down, shut you up, know, and hang on. And don't complain. No matter what happens, don't complain. 
It's just going to be one of those. Let's take a short break here. When we come back, top of the hour, Titans report from Titan Insiders Terry McCormick. So stick around. We'll be right back after this. better than drinking an ice-cold beverage while taking in a Nashville Sounds baseball game. Hi, I'm Stephanie Miller with Mornings on Main Street. The Nashville Sounds and Main Street Media Television have teamed up to promote Sunday Family Fun Day here at First Horizon Park each Sunday home game. Just go to your favorite Main Street Media website and click on Sounds Main Street Media Day banner to register to win free tickets. And then we'll see you here at the ballpark. Tired of hanging lights every year? We get it. That's why Southern Nights is here to help. We install programmable lighting on your home or business so you can enjoy beautiful, customizable lighting all year round. No more ladders, tangled lights, or cold nights outside. We do the work. You do the celebrating. Call Southern Nights today and take the hassle out of holiday lighting forever. For a free quote, give us a call at 931-241-3074 or visit our Facebook page at Southern Nights. Welcome back into Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. It is time now for Titan Insider Report from Terry McCormick, powered by Zen Sports. Terry, welcome in. Thanks for bringing it to us. Thanks for having me. The Titan Insider Daily Report, brought to you by Zen Sports. The new sports book in Tennessee that's changing the bonus game. Today was a day off for the Titans, and tomorrow will be as well before they get back together on Monday and start their preparation for the regular season opener against the New Orleans Saints down at the Superdome. Let's review a little bit of what went on yesterday. Several guys out of practice, including Jeffrey Simmons, Harold Landry, Arden Key. Of those three, the one I would be most concerned about is Arden Key because he's been on the shelf a little bit with a calf injury, and the Titans picked up off the scrap heap Travis Gibson, who had seven sacks two years ago for the Chicago Bears. Not only his depth, but it sounds like that could be potential insurance just in case Arden Key's calf injury is not ready to go when they take on the Saints down in New Orleans. Terry um, got down to the 53-man roster um, earlier this week, and a couple of guys, a couple of rookies on the roster of local note in particular, um, Colton Dowell, the seventh-round draft pick out of UT Martin, who played his high school ball at Wilson Central, and undrafted free agent Matt Jackson from Eastern Kentucky, who played at Hillsboro. Um, you know, what what were those guys' reactions to to making the 53 and, and particularly making the 53-man roster of the team that they kind of grew up rooting for? Yeah, it's interesting. I talked to both of those guys yesterday, and both of them were excited. In fact, they were excited, but they said their parents were probably just as excited <laughs> more so than they were. It was interesting. They brought Matt Jackson in. Uh, Rand Carthen and Mike Brable brought him into the office. You know, usually with the call that comes to tell you that you're being cut, they called him in to tell him that he made it. Colton Dow, quite the opposite. 
He said he waited till three o'clock, didn't get a phone call. Then he saw it on Twitter that he had made the roster. So different methods, same result for both of those guys. That's cool. That's cool. Um, well, great. Terry, we appreciate it. Tell us a little bit about Zen Sports, Terry. All right. Zen Sports is the new sports book in Tennessee, revolutionizing the way you earn sports betting rewards. With Zen Sports, your rewards are cash rewards. You bet with real money, and now you're rewarded with it too. Keep betting and keep earning every month up to 3% cash back rewards on your betting volume. Best of all, earn cash commission on your referral bets with Zen Sports Referral Rewards Program. Zen Sports, betting just got better. Gambling problem, call 1-800-889-9789. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 and older and in Tennessee to bet. All right, we'll take a break when we come back. It's Rapid Fire Reaction here on Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bon & Joy. Since 1975, Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint Clinic has treated the orthopedic needs of Middle Tennessee residents. The trained physicians provide surgical options and minimally invasive options to treat all orthopedic needs. The walk-in clinic, OrthoQuick, helps you bypass the ER while treating sports injuries and acute needs Monday through Saturday. Visit MTBJ online at mtbj.net or on social media at Mid-Tennessee Bone Joint Clinic. Let your child play like the pros this fall season and join Titans Flag Football in their NFL Flag Football League. Titans Flag Football is no contact, easy to learn, convenient with teams meeting once per week for practices and games on Sundays. And we cannot forget, it's ridiculously fun. Teams are co-ed with ages from pre-K through 8th grade in select locations across Middle Tennessee. Visit TitansFlagFootball.com and sign up before registration closes on September 4th. Let's play together and win together this fall season with Titans Flag Football. Y'all, I'm serious right now. They have a dragon here. I saw it. What? Like, no, they don't. There's no such thing as dragons. I swear, I saw it. It had huge claws. Get out of here. It had eyes as big as the moon. Come on, I'll show you. Wait up. <gasps> See that? We're almost there. Whoa! I told you so. That is a dragon. You've been putting back a few, and a few becomes a few too many. For a moment, you think about calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. What's the worst that can happen? You get pulled over, your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you total your car, you kill someone. Welcome back in Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yao, Mo Patton here on this Friday. It's now Football Friday. We just got our Titans report, and now we're going to talk a little bit about college football. Plenty of reaction to get to, Mo, as several games last night that we mentioned in the rundown earlier. You know, 
obviously NCANT is an FCS program. But UAB quarterback, and, and I can't call his name off the top of my head, but set a franchise record, Jacob Zeno. Program record. Set a program record, <laughs> whatever, with 38 completions last night on 41 passes. 38 of 41, 92.7% completion rate. Okay, so here's my question. What was the final score again? 35 to 6. Why is UAB throwing the ball 41 times against North Carolina A&T? You know, I, I don't know, but I can tell you this. I think, you know, obviously with 38 completions, a lot of it is going to be Really, their stretch runs mm -hmm. that you are throwing, okay. right? And 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 I know that, but he drops some absolute dimes. Now they were only up twenty-one to three at halftime, and thirty-five-three is not, you know, it's not like it's sixty to nothing. You know what I mean? He dropped some dimes last night. That I mean, you just you watch this kid play, and you go, he's got the talent. He can he can he can be big time for this program. So I, I'm really curious. You know, and where's number four, like Daryl Hackney back in 2004? I think this is going to be an, a really fun offense to watch under Trent Dilfer. And if Zeno can do anything like this the rest of the year, UAB is going to be a tough out. I don't think he's going to go 38-41. I don't think so either. But boy, you got to give him credit for – I mean, heck, it's hard to do that against air. So I was impressed last night with UAB. Tried to watch UAB because Utah and Florida was not very much of a game. How did Florida get to 11? So they kicked it. They, they were down 24 to 3. They were down 17 to 3. Then they gave up a touchdown to go down 24 to 3. They finally scored, and then Billy Napier, for whatever reason, decided that go for 14 two. wasn't good enough for him. So let's go for two. So instead of losing by 14, they lost by 13. I don't know what the, the I don't know what the thought process was. If it was, we can kick two field goals. You weren't going to get three possessions again. He was in the fourth quarter. There were there, they, you weren't going to get three possessions, and so I, I don't know what the thought process was. But it was certainly a decision. Here's the thing: Florida just didn't look good. And I saw a tweet last night after I got back to the house and got writing on a story and watching the Braves that Billy Napier has that look of a guy who's in over his head. I don't know if he's in over his head, per se. I think he's just in a position. He was put into a really bad position coming into that program, much like, I mean, you've seen it before, much like some of these places that, that have – taking a long time to get back. I mean, here's the thing. Billy Napier is not – he's not Nick Saban. Nick Saban comes in, loses to Lyle Monroe. In year two, he's back to, you know, going to a bowl game. In year three, wins a national championship. He's not going to do that He's because he's not Nick Saban. But it's, it's going to take – it's going to take some time because this program is just – 
it's not in a good position. And Graham Mertz was not going to be, you know, the savior. Do mm-hmm. I think he's probably better than anybody they had on their roster? Or I don't know if they, he's better than anybody they have on their roster, but you've probably got some freshmen that you're talking about out of that first recruiting class. There's just a lot that, you know, you kind of maybe have to play the long game here if you're Billy Napier, and you have to help recruit that your administration is okay Let you that. play the long game? Well, his buyout's $31.9 million. They're going to give him four years. Now, he may not make it through the fourth year, but he's not going to get fired this year or next year. No, he's not going to get fired this year. I just don't know that when it comes to Florida football – I don't know that they are set up to be patient down there. I think the people in charge realize where they really were under Dan Mullen and understand that, unfortunately, we have to do it this way. It may take some time. Tennessee's back. They're going to be an issue. Well, Georgia's see, winning national championships. Do you think Florida is willing to make that? I think they're going to have admission to. that Tennessee is back specifically. Well, I, I mean, they're going to have to. Period. Especially if they lose again this year. I, I mean, they're they're going to have to understand that. Not only are we recruiting against a top ten LSU, a top ten Alabama, a national championship contender perennially in our arch rival Georgia, but now Tennessee is is also competing for those top five recruits that we were competing for. Oh, by the way, Florida State's top ten. They're just down the street. I mean, it, it just it's you're in a situation where, you know, you're not going to get the guys you got. And I don't know that Billy Napier's the answer. I don't. Please understand that I'm not saying that Billy Napier's got to – now, I, do you think that I'm on the fire Billy Napier train? Absolutely not. I'm a Tennessee fan. Keep it as long as you want to. <laughs> but objectively speaking, I don't necessarily think that any anybody else would be doing any better. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So sometimes you just got to – I'm not sure if it's accurate, but, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, I'm – Maybe struggles are more a function of where Florida is than a function of him. Is that the point that you're That's trying, what I'm trying to, to say? Make? I don't. I don't think it's all Billy Napier. Now they did only have eight guys in on a kick on on a special teams play last night. Eight guys on the field. That that's pretty rough. Here it is. Friend of the show, Scott Beasley. Napier is rapidly approaching the SEC coaching tier of, quote, not sure how long it will take, but you know how it's going to end, close quote, dead man walking. I'm not going to – look, I'm not going to put the bowl loss on him. I think Oregon State wanted to win that game, and then they obviously had – Florida had a ton of opt-outs, including – Anthony Richardson. So I, I just don't even look at ball games. Anymore. You can't. I don't think you can look at ball games when you're evaluating a coach at this point for that very reason. So, now I'm not down on the kids opting out. If that's what they want to do, if that's what they feel comfortable yeah, doing, just, that they got to make that decision. But I don't think you can hold a coach accountable for a team's 
result under those conditions. Right. So. Uh, but in his last three games, not counting 30 to 3 loss to Oregon State, 24 to 11 last night to Utah. Again, Utah top 15 team. Didn't have their starting quarterback. We're down to their third stringer at one point. So maybe that's a problem. I, I you know, but it wasn't the defense that was a big issue last night. It was, it was the 11. The 11, not yeah. the 24. Yeah. 45 to 38 loss to Florida State. Again, top 10 program preseason. This but, is a, but it's Florida State and you're Florida. I understand, but I'm saying it's 45 38. You were right there in the ballgame. Okay. And then 31 24 to Vanderbilt. They're not going to accept that. Not There's for long. No question there. You're not going to be worse than Vanderbilt ever. No matter what, and that's not a knock on Vanderbilt. That's just how Florida people are right, going to think. Right, right. Yeah, that's not, that's not a Vanderbilt slam. That's a we're Florida. So I, I, I think I think this is going to be an interesting season for Billy Napier. I, I mean, obviously, I feel like they've got to get to a bowl game. I mean, but, but, boy, you've got to play, again, top 10 LSU, top 10 Florida State. Top 10 Tennessee, top 10 Georgia, every single year. That's rough. Mm-hmm. And, I, and maybe he isn't over his head. I don't know. But, but, but at this point, they're, they're not gonna, they can't get rid of him. No. And, again, I think there's a lot of, of behind-the-scenes stuff that you've got to really talk about. Who would who who would you think would be a mm. candidate to mm. replace him? That's a good question. I mean, I think the next Florida coach they will make. I, I think they'll just throw a bunch of money at a Power Five guy. I don't think it'll be another G5 coach. And again, that's no knock on G5. I just think that's Florida's mindset. We should be able to go and get somebody who's proven at this level. Yeah. And, 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 and there was a reach, and, I think. Hey, if, if, if Nebraska keeps losing to Minnesota, it might be Matt Rule. You know, and I, let, let's go into that because – I feel so bad for Nebraska fans. Since the Scott Frost era began, they are 7-26 and 26 in one-possession games. Just in one-possession games, they've had 33 of them. Yeah, yeah just the fact that you've had 33 one-possession ball games, whether it's 7-26 and 26 or 26-7. and seven. It's wild. Yeah. That's an unreal number. And but to come up short in 26 it, of them it is just, even it, worse. I mean, that's that's brutal. Obviously, on the road last night, tough tough loss. Now I don't know if you saw it or not, but did you see? No. The <laughs> did you see the play at the end of the first half where the officials took a touchdown off the board? From Nebraska. No. Was it bad? Yeah. <laughs> um, ball was halfway over the goal line. Elbow comes down. And 
And they marked where the they elbow market, came down, not where the short. ball was. Oof. They marked and they short. didn't score. They did not – well, they, I think they ended up kicking a field goal. And instead of, you know, it's four point being up 14-3, now you're up 10-3 and you lose 13-10. to 10. <laughs> Because how much does that change the game at the end, uh, at the end of it? I mean, yeah, sure. the reason Minnesota won the game is because Nebraska was throwing, trying to get in the field goal range to win it. They get intercepted. Minnesota gets it, runs it back. A couple plays later, kicks the game, winning field goal. They win 13 to 10. That doesn't happen if you're up 14 to 13. Right. You get in victory formation, they've only got one timeout, and you take a knee. And the game's over. So, but yeah, Matt Rule's Matt Rule is going to be fine. There. I also think that Nebraska realizes what kind of position that they were in. One, what kind of position they were in as a program thanks to Scott Frost. Two, what kind of position they're in thanks to they're in Nebraska. But Matt Rule's got – and if Matt Rule starts winning, <laughs> one of the two is going to – somebody's going to throw a lot of money at him. And it may – and Nebraska's going to have to match it. Mm-hmm. I think Matt Rule's got this team – or we'll have this team by the end of the year playing as well as anybody. I, I, I feel like Matt Rule is a great college football coach. And I don't feel like Nebraska is a destination program anymore from a coaching standpoint for the reasons that you pointed out. I mean, right now, huh? but Matt Rule could certainly make it one by the time he ultimately leaves. <laughs> exactly. And I think he's going to ultimately leave. Right. And, and for no other reason, I, I say that. I mean, maybe not. Because the the only way to go up is to either end up at a bigger Big Ten program or go to the SEC. And why on earth would you come to the SEC when you only have to deal with two or three other teams in the Big Ten instead of six or seven teams in the SEC? I mean, well, you if I can deal with more in the Big Ten now with USC and UCLA and, and, and Oregon, Oregon and Washington, sure. Yeah. I don't disagree. Yeah, but yeah, this is this is this is a different this is a different era of Nebraska football than what we've seen over the last fifteen years. But do you think that they would one hundred percent take eight and five Bo Pelini over the last five years versus what they've had, Nebraska? I'd like to think they would. I Poor honestly Bo do Pelini. not know. Bo Pelini's just sitting back going, see? It's kind of like the Mark Rick thing. You know, Mark, Georgia ended up in a really good position because Kirby Smart was a great football coach that just happened to have played at Georgia, and it was the destination job and everything. But that could have gone It could have gone way wrong. It could have gone the opposite direction. It, it could easily it just, have gone the other way with a first-time head coach. As evidenced by Nebraska. Yep. So, you know, you got to be careful. Well, the, when, we, when, when, they, when you start talking going about that going in a different direction, yep. <laughs> you got to be careful which direction you go. Mm. So, but but yeah, I think Nebraska is going to be uh, a little bit better. But it, last night it really did look like an, an Iowa inter-squad game. They were just punting earlier, and just just terrible. Oh man, 
Before we get out of here, we got to mention one of the coolest things. We got to mention two things. Yes. Well, one of the coolest things is that Tennessee State mm -hmm. is headed to South Bend and will be the first FCS team. The first FCS team. And the first HBCU mm -hmm. to play against the Golden Donors. It's, it's going to be pretty dynamic, and I will definitely carve some time out to watch on NBC at 2.30 tomorrow. Um, this is a tough spot for TS, TSU, I think, just from the standpoint that this is a great game. It's a great matchup, but you are just realistically, you're going to be outgunned. And the biggest thing that you want to do, whether you want to admit it or not, is get out of this thing healthy enough to come back and play OBC football. Yeah, you've got to be healthy coming out of this thing. So I think that's what makes it tough. But it's a great it's a great opportunity on a national stage for Tennessee State. And obviously, you know, they've said all the right things going into it. We're going up here to win and this and that. And that's that's fantastic. I, I don't know. I don't know how else you go into it, but. I think you kind of have to be realistic with yourself too. So I'm interested to see how it goes. I am too. Tomorrow, as South Alabama travels to New Orleans to take on the green wave of Tulane. Can we can we call this the Petty Bowl? This may be the pettiest thing to ever take place in college football. If there is anything pettier, I'd love to see it. Well, you know, now you say this in a week where the University of Houston is wearing Houston oil or throwback pretty petty. unit. It's pretty petty. And, and But this is not a direct insult to someone. The, the Houston uniform is not a direct insult. If they were playing Tennessee State, maybe. If they were playing Vanderbilt, maybe. But th this is a direct in your face insult to their opponent <laughs> as South Alabama will wear on the back of their helmets, <laughs> obviously South Alabama in Mobile, Mobile, Tulane in New Orleans on the back of the helmet for the Jaguars will read home of Mardi Gras. And that friends is a level of petty to which I aspire. Show me the lie. They're not wrong. Oh, and it's not just the back of the helmet, Mo. The, the, the decal on the side of the helmet has like 1770 or something. <laughs> or like the, the year that they started like hosting Mardi Gras. I'm surprised they didn't just throw a Fleur de Lis up on there as well. I mean, why not? I mean, at this point, I don't know why not. So this is an absolute fantastic troll job. Just like to throw that out there. And the video that was <laughs> full of jazz music and that you know the only thing they didn't do was throw a moon pie which absolutely should have happened but yeah this is or, a I, I mean or have a parade with a third line or whatever you know i mean the whole just phenomenal and you've got to give south alabama just all the credit in the world for being the pettiest team in college football. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Who, uh, Kane Womack 
the head coach of South Alabama told AL.com, we're very proud of our Mardi Gras here. They are too. I think we've got the edge by about 154 years. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> if you were trying to wake the sleeping giant of uh, Cotton Bowl winner Tulane, well done. According to NOLA.com. Oh, this should be fun. I haven't heard a response yet. The helmets are just the latest of Alabama's desperate attempts to lay claim to Mardi Gras. What's lay desperate claim. about stating fact? Lay claim? Yeah. It's ours to claim. During carnival season 2018, the Alabama Tourist Department paid for 10 billboards around New Orleans and southern Mississippi proclaiming you are X number of miles from America's original Mardi Gras. Which also, fact. Fact. Before that, Alabama parked a Mardi Gras float in New York City's Times Square to promote tourism in the state's version of the event, including signage that read, come see America's original Mardi Gras. Well, here's the thing. Okay. New Orleans Mardi Gras. And I'm going to try to put this into terms that we all can understand here in this particular part of the world is Broadway. Hmm. Mobile Mardi Gras is over by the Opry, Music Valley Drive. Does that make sense? Hmm. Is that, I mean, that's a perfect okay, comparison, I got right? I got to, yeah. It's, 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 it's a little, it's, it's tame. It's kind of, it, it's not hmm. crazy. It's not, you can enjoy the, the things that are going on. It's tame. Over like here. Said, as opposed to. Over here, it's wild. It's unruly. It's, it's woo girls. Yeah. It's, you yeah. know, beads and all the things that go along with beads in Mardi Gras. And, and, and all of that. Oh, and it smells bad. That's as good of a comparison as I can give you. So anyway, well done, South Alabama and Kane Womack. Absolutely. Give, give him a hand, folks. Give him a hand. <laughs> no. Oh, This might be one of those, be careful what you wish for. It may, thing, in fact, though. be. It may, in fact, be turned out to be the worst thing that they've ever done. But they did almost go to UCLA and beat the Bruins last year on the road. So don't sleep on the Jags. That's all I'm saying. That's funny. <laughs> don't sleep on us either or our picks because we're going to give them to you on the other side of a break here on Main Street Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bond Joint. Come back to the Lee Company studio. We're picking against the spread right after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. 
Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50 plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731 and schedule your tour today. Did you know that up to 80% of us will experience back or neck pain during our lifetime? Many of you are offered surgery or addictive pain pills to relieve your chronic pain. At the Dr. Gill's Center for Back, Neck, Chronic Pain Relief, we have been leading the way to better health, naturally, and have helped tens of thousands of people right here in Middle Tennessee for the past 30 years. I came to Dr. Gill about 10 years ago after my local doctors recommended surgery. I knew about Dr. Gill and wanted to see if he could help me. 10 years later, I am pain-free, no surgery, and no pain pills. Surgery is scary, and over 40% of all back surgeries fail, creating a cycle of surgery and pills. There is a safer solution to your chronic pain. Make the call to the Dr. Gill Center for Back Neck Chronic Pain Relief today and get your life back. This office visit is normally $299, but call today and receive your initial consultation, report of finding, for just $49. But hurry, this offer won't last long. Call 615-768-8743. That's 615-768-8743. You can't see the sights without the sounds. From the crack of the bat to the roar of the crowd and everything in between, discover what Hit City has to offer. Spend your nights cheering on the Nashville sounds at First Horizon Park with giveaways, fireworks shows, theme weekends, and more. Single game tickets are on sale now. Visit NashvilleSounds.com to claim your seat today. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service and our ortho quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. I'm Chris Yao. He's Mo Patton, and it is time to start picking college football. Man, so excited. Make sure to go to our Twitter account at MS underscore sports today. You can join our ESPN college pick against the spread. The link is there. We look forward to uh, you guys joining us on that. Mo? Mm-hmm. I wish I knew what last year's results were, but I don't. Remember. I think I'm kind of glad I don't. But uh, probably, I'm, I'm probably. <laughs> you and I are probably in the same boat there. We'd rather just not remember. So, that being said, let's get it done. Let's get started here. We got a got, got ten games picked by ESPN. I, I didn't pick these. They're just the, this is what's here, and we start. 11 a.m. on Saturday, the Buffs at the Horned Frogs of Texas Christian. The line is the home team Horned Frogs, number 17 in the country, minus 20 and one-half points. Justin, are you going to join us for this? Do you want to join us for this? Up to y'all. Either way. 
Come on. I mean, if you feel the more, we the know, we know that you, we know that you're a better. I mean, and so, I mean, you might as well. Let's do it. All right. What do you got here? Colorado plus 20 and a half at TC. Ooh, I'm going Colorado. Colorado for me. I'm going to go with Texas Christian. I want to go with Prime. And this is no nod to Tom Luganville, but I'm going TCU right here. <laughs> that game's on Fox, by the way, if you want to watch it, if you're, you know, if you're not watching something else at 11 o'clock. On ABC. Come on, have a little fun. Let's go Prime, you know, why not? <laughs> I, 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 well, you know, here's the thing, JK. I'm going to be wrong a lot. Yeah. So if I'm wrong here, I'm not <laughs> terribly bothered by it. There you go. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. 2.30 on ABC, Boise State at number 10, Washington. Washington only 14 and a half points. Boise at Washington. Justin? Did you say Washington 14? 14 and one half. And one half. I'll go Jake. Washington. We'll go Washington. All right. I am going to go with the Bronx. This is going to get real boring real quick. Are you two going? Because I'm going Boise as well to cover 15 points. Yeah. All right. 9 2 at 2.30 on Fox. Rice at number 11, Texas, 34 and one half points. Rice at Texas. 34 and a half points for the Longhorns. 30. That's, That's a, a lot, lot of points. points. That's a lot of points. That's a lot of points. Justin? Texas is back. Let's go. Oh. There are so many people that are going to die on that hill. Where are you going? Or you want me to pick first? I'm going with Rice. So am I. <laughs> That's a lot of points. That's a lot of points. I'm going with the Owls. And, and I'm going to tell you. I'm not so long when you I don't care what anybody says. Well, they got plenty of others. Well, they got plenty of others. It's just. <laughs> well, are they going to play them? They got plenty of others, but how married are they to this one? Pretty. Mm -hmm. It appears. Mm -hmm. Speaking of dying on hills, is that when you that Steve Sarkeesian's ready, willing to. He die appears on. to be willing mm -hmm. to die on it. That's right. Mm -hmm. The Minutemen of Massachusetts. Head to the Plains on ESPN oh, good Lord. at 2.30. Oh, hang on a minute. It's UMass. Hang on. Hang on. UMass at Auburn. UMass 132 out of 133. UMass, right? Correct. 43 and a half. 39 and a half. Okay. 39 and a half. 39 and a half is the point spread. Hmm. I'm going to go headed to the plains. One if I land and two if I see. <laughs> there you go. What you got? I'm going to go Auburn cover. Auburn. War Eagle. Hey. All right. I'm going to go with UMass. They showed me a little bit last week, and I have no idea what to expect out of Auburn's quarterback situation. 
I have no idea what to expect out of Auburn, period. But if Hugh Freeze does not win this game by at least 40 points, I don't think I don't think it will be the loveliest village on the plains. I'm taking Auburn. They're going to be rolling Tumor's Corner on Saturday. No question. Oh, yeah. 2.30 CBS, typically, which is very weird, by the way. That Ooh, that's going to take some getting used to. Well, you know, typically the SEC doesn't start until week three because they have some tennis, something, another. Is it the U.S. Open? No, the U.S. Open's right now, and it's on okay. ESPN. Oh, okay. So CBS, mm-hmm. 2.30, number three Ohio State at, at, Indiana. The line, 27 and one-half points in favor of the visiting Buckeyes. Justin, how do you feel? I'm going to go I'm gonna go Buckeyes. Let's, let's go Buckeyes. Another quarterback situation that I just don't know about. I'm not quite sold. I'm going to go Indiana here for now. That's <laughs> how I'm feeling. I don't know. We'll see. I feel like 28 points is a lot in a conference game. I'm going, especially as a home dog. Home dogs, you do love them. I'm, I'm going Indiana here. Indiana. All right. They lost this one last year by 42 points. Indiana did. But it was at the, the shoe. Mm-hmm. So that, that might make a two-touchdown yeah, difference. Two I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> or it might not. Yeah. <laughs> did it get it? It might not. That's right. All right. That's our first half of the picks. When we come back, we'll get to Southern Cal, Nevada, South Carolina, North Carolina, which we will talk in depth about mm-hmm. also West Virginia, Penn State, Coastal UCLA, and of course our game of the week, Virginia and Tennessee. All of that on the other side of the break. Stick around Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Barn Joint. We'll be back in just a moment. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Custom Stone Handler supplies over 600 distributors and suppliers with quality stone products. Along with River Stone, we produce and distribute over 100 building, landscape, and other bulk products. Our goal is to provide quality products, service, and partnerships to ensure our customers' success. We firmly believe that the measure of any person or company is how they treat other people and customers. Give them a call at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you. 
no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. You can't see the sights without the sounds. From the crack of the bat to the roar of the crowd and everything in between, discover what Hit City has to offer. Spend your nights cheering on the Nashville sounds at First Horizon Park with giveaways, fireworks shows, theme weekends, and more. Single game tickets are on sale now. Visit NashvilleSounds.com to claim your seat today. Piggly Wiggly, located in Neely's Mill Shopping Center, is Columbia's locally owned and operated Cost Plus 10 grocery store dedicated to serving the community with low prices and smiling faces. Piggly Wiggly offers fresh, hand-cut meats daily as well as daily hot plate lunches from their deli counter. You're certain to see smiling faces and a helping hand when you're here at Piggly Wiggly. Come by and check out our fresh produce, high-quality meats, and more. Down home, down the street, we'll see you at the Pig. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service and our ortho quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in Main Street Sports Stage presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. In the Lee Company studio, Chris Yao and Mo Patton on this fine Friday. Again, high school football, plenty of it tonight. We told you about all of it earlier in the rundown. Uh, you can follow Mo at Mo Patton underscore sports. You can follow me at Chris Yao 14, as you see there on your screen tonight. We'll have updates from high school football around the area. You can also follow at MS underscore sports today, as you see there on your screen as well. Uh, which will have uh, retweets from the Main Street Murray coverage area from, from those folks who are out and about around southern middle Tennessee. And Main Street Preps at Main Street Preps will have full uh, Twitter retweets and coverage from all of our uh, different reporters who are covering you from Lebanon to Dixon and Portland to Pulaski, Clarksville to Murfreesboro, and all points in between. Mm -hmm. So, Also, while we're <clears throat> discussing high schools for just a second, again, sure. um, we mentioned it during the rundown, didn't mention it much more other than that, and it deserves a little bit more mention than that. So congratulations to... Ben Martin and the Spring Hill Raiders for that 41-14 win up at Maplewood last night, snapping a 13-game losing streak. And the Alderson twins, mm -hmm. Allen and Ashton, Allen rushed for 142 yards and two touchdowns on 20 carries. Ashton scored two defensive touchdowns, recovered a fumble in the end zone, and Goodness had a nine-yard pick six. <laughs> a nine-yard pick six. Yeah. Well, and what's funny about that was he was covering out in the flat. They threw one to him and he dropped it. <laughs> the next play, they decided that they would try it again. This one he held on to and walked in. No good. So, yeah. yeah. Big win for the Raiders. Big win. Yeah. Good job. All right. We're back picking the final five games of this Pick'em Challenge. Nevada is at number five, I'm sorry, number six, 
Southern Cal. The Trojans at home, a 35-and-a-half-point favorite. Justin? 35-and-a-half. 35-and-a-half. Uh, I'm going to go with the 35-and-a-half 35, 35 point favorite. I like that number. So they're going to win by more than 35-and-a-half. You at USC? Yep. You're okay. He's got the Trojans. Okay. No. So, like, if it's 42-7, to then the Nevada covers. That's correct. Okay. I'm taking Nevada. Give me the Wolfpack. The Wolfpack is back, causing mass destruction. <laughs> if you wanted to see this game, too bad, so sad. It's on Pac-12 Network at 530. <laughs> at 630 on ABC, the neutral site, Battle of the Carolinas in Charlotte. It's South Carolina, number 21, North Carolina. The Tar Heels, well, they're the underdogs. What? A one and a half point dog are the Tar Heels of North Carolina. South Carolina Ooh. favored in this one. Man. Drake May, Spencer Rattler. Hmm. Uh, ESPN's FPI predictor says that North Carolina has a 58% chance of winning this game. South Carolina is a one-and-a-half-point favorite in this game? That's correct. Now, you got to remember, South Carolina is coming off wins over Tennessee and Clemson. Mm-hmm. And then I don't count the bowl game. I don't even know what they did in the bowl game because I don't even look at them anymore. I think they lost. They lost to Notre Dame. In the bowl game. That's right. And then North Carolina's top receiver, Devontae Walker, is not is not going to play, or at least for now. The NCAA has denied his waiver for him to play immediately, despite the fact that he never played at his first school, transferred to Kent State, and has now transferred to North Carolina. So, what uh, what are we going to see? Um, I'm going to go with the powder blue Tar Heels. I like I like it. Man, it's college football with a one-and-a-half-point spread is insane to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because sometimes these are the games that, that end up being – I mean, these are – college football produces a lot of one-score games. Just ask Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there's one score and there's two points. I mean – yeah, this is this is a tough one, man. I you know, if I'm going off of just straight up who I think has the better quarterback, I got to go with North Carolina. So is that your pick? Yep, I'm going to go with North Carolina. And it has nothing to do with Spencer Rattler in the Tennessee game last year. <laughs> no, I mean if if I felt like that was if that, if I felt like I was going to get that Spencer Rattler, I'd probably go with Carol with, with South Carolina. Right. Um, but he's also a mean but he you never know what you're gonna get from him. I'm going with North Carolina as well. Give me the fighting Mac Browns, yeah. baby. Yep. So this is an interesting game. At six thirty on NBC. That's right, because the Big Ten has an NBC nighttime contract now. Oh. I forgot about that. 
West Virginia, they got to go into Beaver Stadium, taking on the Nittany Lions, whatever a Nittany is. Penn State, this one, 17 and a half points, the home team favored. 17 and a half. Favored for Pitt. Penn State. Penn State. Penn State, my man. Over Penn West State. Virginia. I'm going to go I'm gonna go Penn State. For sure. I, um, I don't know enough about West Virginia to feel like they can cover this. Yeah. I, and I think this, I think this is a game that Penn state probably needs to win pretty big to, to kind of do and get where they want to do and get. So I'm, I'm taking Penn state. Quarterback matchup is Garrett green for West Virginia dual threat. Sophomore uh, has only started twice. Came in off the bench last year to beat Oklahoma. Drew Aller, or Alar, Alar. <laughs> also a sophomore, kind of a uh, you know big time arm kind of guy. Didn't play a lot last year, so this is going to be interesting to watch. I, I think it's I think it's the run game that that gives Penn State the edge here. Mm-hmm. The problem with that is I feel like it shortens the game. And now with the game already being shorter, I'm going to go West Virginia mm-hmm. to sure. cover the 17 and a half. I think it's probably a 17-point game. Mm-hmm. But that's where I'm at. All right. Coastal Carolina at UCLA at 9.30, Pac-12 after dark on ESPN. Bruins, a 14 and a half point favorite. And the fighting chip Kelly's Coastal at UCLA, the Bruins favored by 14 and a half. Coastal has their quarterback, Grayson McCall. He is back off of injury. And UCLA has a new quarterback because DTR is gone. They've got three quarterbacks. Three. Ethan Garbers, Dante Moore, and Colin Schley. You know what they say. When you got three quarterbacks, you got no quarterback. That's what they say. Garber's in his third year with the Bruins will get the start, but they expect Dante Moore and former and five-star recruit, uh, sorry, freshman and five-star recruit Dante Moore to play. You mentioned it two segments ago when we were talking about the USA Petties. Um, they went into UCLA and nearly won last year. Probably should have won last year. Should have won. I'm taking Coastal to cover. I'm going to take uh, – go ahead, Justin. My bad. I was just going to say UCLA. I'm gonna I go forgot UCLA. that you were that, that you had not picked. Uh, I'm also going to go to UCLA, and it's because of that, US, that South Alabama game. Hmm. I think that doesn't happen again. Hmm. So. My thing is I think Coastal is better than USA. They are. I, I, I would agree with that. They certainly have a better and quarterback, I don't think, but he's a first-year coach, and I don't know what to expect out of their coach. And, and I don't, James I, I, yeah, I don't know that this UCLA team is as good as last year's UCLA team. So, I, but, the quarterback situation puts you in perspective. There's no question, no question there. Yeah. All right. All right. Finally, 11 a.m. tomorrow, 
ABC, Tennessee, Virginia, live from Nissan Stadium. The line that we're picking is Tennessee, 28 and a half. It's moved to 27 and a half. So money coming in on the Cavaliers. Tennessee, 28 and a half? 28 and a half. That's a lot of points, folks. Virginia will start quarterback Tony Musket after transferring from Monmouth. He started 23 games at Monmouth where he threw for 51 touchdowns and just 16 picks. Of course, Joe Milton will start for the balls with Brew McCoy, Squirrel White, uh, and, and the plethora of wide receivers that they have coming off of a massive Orange Bowl win over, over Clemson last year. I just – I can't see this going any other way than Tennessee showing everything that they've got. Yes, sir. I was about to say Joe Milley, five TDs. So y'all are going UT? I got UT. By 28 and a half. By 30. By 30. Balls by 50. (laughs) Man, that's a scary number. It is a scary number. It's really not, though. Yeah, not, for, not for the Tennessee offense. I, you know, again, shortened games may be a problem, not for Tennessee. They're well, I mean, still going to 65, 70 plays. 45 to 15 gets you there. Yep. So 45, 40, 45, 14, you know, yeah. 48, 14, something like that, 17. Mm-hmm. Ah. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to Obviously, the defense is the, is the key. How does Tennessee's defense play? I think their linebacker play is going to be phenomenal this year. I think the, uh, the front seven in general. Last year they struggled in the linebacker in linebacker play. I think Arian Carter is going to make a make his presence known early. And well, I often. think I, I think Aaron Beasley is going to ride a lot of Aaron momentum Beasley. out of that Clemson game as well. I mean, yeah. I'm, and that defensive backfield, the two safeties are fantastic. If your corners give you anything, anything. against a guy from Monmouth. You got to feel pretty good. Yeah. So I think Tennessee wins this one going away. Should be a lot of fun if you're a Vols fan at Nissan Stadium tomorrow. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to seeing you guys back next week, but it will not be on Monday as it is Labor Day. Please take your time. Enjoy your weekend. It's a long weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun. Of course, uh, football on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, just football galore this weekend. Monday night there's football. So it's just going to be a lot of a lot of fun and of course the Braves and Dodgers all of that we'll react to on Tuesday when we come back on Main Street Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Justin looking forward to seeing your picks next week. Yes, it's be, we'll, see how, we'll see how this one plays out. It's going to be a lot of fun and, and again go find us on Twitter at MS underscore sports today at Chris Yow 14 at Mo Patton underscore sports and at Justin Kulik 12. We'll see you guys next week here in the Lee County studio on Main Street Sports Today.